All right. Welcome to the BSing with Sean K podcast. I'm your host, Sean Neese. Uh, today, my guest is singer-songwriter Daniel Sharon of the band Balto from Portland, Oregon. Uh, his band has two albums available on their website, baltoamerica.com. Their most recent one is entitled Monuments. So uh, Dan's here today to tell us a little bit about his band and the music that they play. So uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. And uh, so how would you describe the style of music your band plays? It's it's changed a lot over the years. I think when we started playing, it was kind of a bunch of songs I'd written on acoustic guitar. And so um, as a result, there was sort of a rustic vibe to a lot of it and then uh, sort of gained steam over the years. So now it's uh, a bit more of a rock-infused sound. We call it kind of psychedelic Americana. So guitar solos and uh, Hammond organ and uh, vintage electric pianos and kind of some weird rhythms here and there. It's a lot of fun. And how did uh, the band first get together? It's been kind of a long story because, you know, the first iterations of the band got started way back in 2009 and 2010. Um, and then lately it's been a group of people that have slowly come together uh, here in Portland. So, um, uh, Luke, our guitar player, was playing mandolin in the old days, and that was over you know a year and a half ago. And then um, I met Seth, who's a drummer, uh, in February um, through a friend, and uh, he had a couple of really great friends filling out the rhythm section. We all got together, and there was just some kind of magic there. And so we've really taken these uh, pretty simple songs and run with them. And uh, you you write a majority of the songs, right? Or you you write them all? Or that's been that's been the way way it's gone so far. So I've been, I write uh, the general kind of idea for the song. You have the lyrics and the melody and the chord structure, and then maybe some melodic ideas. And then everybody else just sorts of fills sort of fills in, and um, the the style or the the um, kind of the rhythmic. Uh, underlying factors sort of find themselves um, through everybody's input. So does it change like a lot from your original vision of? Oh, absolutely! It's crazy. Um, you know, I'll come with a demo that's me banging it out on all the instruments, and everybody just takes it and runs with it. And you have songs that turn from uh, from kind of slow dirge-like numbers into straight up, you know, the swung shuffle rock songs. It's pretty cool. So uh, what's the latest news with Balto as far as gigs and recordings? The latest news is is pretty exciting, actually. This this past week and the weeks before, we've been in uh, the studio here in Portland recording a 7-inch. Um, so that'll be some new songs and one uh, kind of um, older number rearranged you know, with the new uh, sound that we've got going. And then um, been recording in some great spaces with a good friend of ours, Tim Shrout, uh, engineering. And so we're really excited to have some new material out. It's been two years since we released anything. so um, And that'll be gearing up to do a full length, uh, hopefully, this winter. And uh, so how would you describe, uh, I mean, you talked a little bit about it, but how would you describe like the songwriting process for your music and how long does it usually take to get the songs down? It's funny, you know, sometimes they just kind of lightning strikes and I'm sitting on my porch and a song materializes in 10, 15 minutes. Um, otherwise, you know, I'll, I'll just be noodling around and I'll come up with some kind of refrain and, uh, that'll just sort of develop naturally over a few hours or a few days. And then, you know, sitting with the lyrics and just kind of 
um, exploring ideas and writing and going to the bar and going to the coffee shop and just kind of living life. And then, you know, something materializes usually if you wait long enough for it, but it tends to take a while. And uh, how would you describe the music scene in Portland? Is it uh, easy to get gigs? Or? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely very uh, saturated. I, I, I wouldn't hazard to say oversaturated because it's really great that there are a lot of really awesome bands here. And that's been kind of a theme. I think this year I've been going to a lot of shows and the bands are just fantastic. Everybody's really got it together. Um, so, and it's generally really supportive. Um, I think it's still small enough that if you're... Uh, if you're doing something that's cool, like people will take note of it and, and throw you some bones, um, which is pretty rad. Um, I know New York is quite a bit harder to break into and the people aren't, I don't think, nearly as supportive. But maybe I was in the wrong scene when I was there. And uh, so there, there's no like uh, like dominant music scene in Portland. It's just all styles kind of. Or? I mean, there, there are definitely things that are popular, things that go in vogue, things that fall out of style. Um, but I think, you know, good bands just tend to surface all across the board there. Are, I've seen some rad metal bands. I've seen some really great, you know, folk acts and, um, and just straight up rock and roll bands, you know, so it, it goes across the board. So, uh, what have been some of your favorite experiences playing shows and, uh, what have been some of your favorite places to play? Uh, the, I, you know, house shows are often some of the most interesting ones. Um, like we did a show maybe three years ago la that summer um, at a folk bloggers house in uh, Richmond or Richland, Missouri, and that was amazing. You know, it was like her friends and family, probably forty-five people, fifty people, having a barbecue in this tiny town in the Ozarks, uh, listening to a bunch of people play play their songs against a you know a, just the the side of a house, and it was it was pretty great. You know, and everybody came together for it and. Um, there was this just sense of community that was pretty awesome. Um, that one, I'm trying to think. Um, other house shows that have been really cool. Played a solo house show in Seattle a while back that was great. Um, and then here in Portland, there have just been some great support gigs, you know, play, opening up for bigger bands. And um, you get the opportunity to, you know, play some bigger rooms and uh, and and feel like you know you're really doing it which is pretty awesome and uh what kinds of people have generally uh been drawn to the kind of music you play like who makes up your fan base it's funny we get all sorts you know there's we've got uh people in italy that have really liked it people in russia um a lot of germans have ordered the record and austrians um we have high school kids show up to our all ages gigs we have college students, suburban moms, surprisingly, um, all, all sorts, really. It's, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, every now and then you'll get an email of encouragement from somewhere in some, you know, you know, I don't know, Canadian planes or something unexpected. And it's really, really heartwarming and kind of keeps us on the road because it gets to be a bit of a grind sometimes and certainly feels like an uphill battle. And are there any uh, places you haven't played yet that you hope to play in the future? Oh, I'd love to go to Europe. That's like the biggest dream um, is to play in continental Europe and Eastern Europe, especially, and just tour there. Um, I think it would. I've had friends that have gone out and have said it's awesome, and I've spent a decent amount of time there, just uh, not not on the road, on the road. You know, play a show here and there, but nothing uh, consistent. 
And has it been difficult supporting yourselves like while touring or just doing the band? We haven't toured in this new incarnation of the band yet, and everybody works jobs. Um, so to that extent, uh, yeah, it's certainly really challenging to balance everybody's lives and schedules, especially because, you know, when you start doing it at the, at, I think, you know, with the attention to detail that we try to bring to it, it really makes it feel like it should be a full-time job, you know, that we can spend hours and hours and hours in one song and still have, you know, just be opening Pandora's box as far as getting into the details of it. Um, but, you know, we make it work as, as best we can with the hope that eventually, you know, that we can make this be our, our full-time lives and, you know, just get to do what we love. And uh, how did you first learn how to play music? I was a saxophone player first. Um, I did a lot of jazz in, in, in when I was a kid, and then uh, I switched, or I started playing guitar when I was about 11 years old, and pretty much from the get-go knew that I wanted to be in rock and roll bands. I saw some eighth graders uh, when I was a sixth grader play some you know, cover tunes or something at a school talent show, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Um, and it's pretty much just been that ever since. Uh, playing in one band or another since I was probably 14 years old. And uh, which instrument has been the most difficult to learn and why? I think guitar is still challenging to me for one reason or another. It's it's just, I think, it's more geometric than linear in my mind, and so I, I've never been able to really get the notes straight um, where saxophone sort of, like the written music seems to make more sense on it. I wish I could play the piano and the drums for that matter. Uh, but that's that's all in the future. And how would you say uh, Balto's latest recordings differs from the last two uh, albums you put out? They're a lot more rock influenced, I would say. They're um, I it, it it differs entirely in that the acoustic guitar isn't the necessarily like what drives the song forward anymore, uh, which I I'm really really pleased about. It's you know all in the in the keys and in the electric guitars now. Um, while the acoustic guitar is still there, it, it, it serves almost more of like a textural or rhythmic function. And uh, how would you describe uh, the lyrics of your band and what kind of subject matter do they usually deal with? Uh, well, I, you know, I used to write all my songs about girls and trying not to, but with songwriting, it's kind of hard to try to do anything without failing at it. So um, it's sort of whatever comes. I've always sort of viewed songwriting as this thing that just sort of spontaneously happens. It's just like lightning striking over and over again or just digging for gold. And eventually maybe you hit something, maybe you chased a dead end. And um, But the subject matters are usually just observations about the world around me or the uh, people that I know. And uh, were there any songs, are there any songs in particular that had like, uh, that were particularly like more meaningful to you or anything or? I mean, they're ideally they'll all be super meaningful if if I've done if I've done my job right. Um, of the ones that are out now, um, usually the most anecdotal ones, or sometimes the ones that are just deeply personal about someone else, can sometimes feel the most meaningful when I'm singing them. Um, so there's like a song uh, off the first record called Kirov Factory" that kind of feels like that, or um, yeah, that, that that's a pretty meaningful one. And uh, who have been some musicians that have influenced you in particular? Uh, I mean, I think my favorite, my favorite modern rock band is probably the uh, the National. 
always really dug just kind of the way that they've approached arranging their songs and the lyricism is really cool as far as classic stuff i mean i grew up on dylan and the stones and van morrison and stuff like that so that still makes up a pretty heavy part of my playlist um like late 60s early 70s stones pretty rad and uh what are some of the hardest parts of being in a band oh um i think just that that uphill battle that constant uphill battle um the feeling like you wish you had so much time and energy to devote to this thing that matters more to you than anything else and being constantly faced with the necessities of keeping a roof over your head and food on the table. I would and, uh, say that's, that's, yeah. And uh, what can you say about uh, the music video you recorded for your song, Airplanes, and uh, what was it like filming it? That was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people came up to us talking about how, you know, how it had this really, really produced look to it. And, and it was just funny because it was so DIY. We had some just great help, um, some friends in town that have a production company and some cool gear. And it was shot around the house I was living in at the time. And, um, you know, used, a, I think it was either two pieces of PVC pipe and a, um, and like a knee board as a, as a dolly. And, you know, scrounging up um, cubicle walls in order to make that cubicle out in the middle of the woods was was just, you know, asking for favors and asking people if I could borrow stuff. And it all worked out amazingly. And uh, so in your band's bio, it said uh, the band started after you abandoned your life in uh, Moscow, Russia, and went alone into Siberia. Uh, what can you say about that experience and how has it affected your music? It's interesting. I mean, that, that was kind of where it all started. And that people asked me, oh, is that true? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. And it sounds a little bit melodramatic now. And it's described as such. It seemed to make sense when I was first writing band bios, because that was the most kind of present part of my life at the time. But yeah, I had moved there after college and had entertained the idea of being a journalist there. And got started in a newspaper and things just sort of fell apart. It was sort of stuff in my personal life that wasn't going so well either. And, um, and at those time I, you know, I was just, what do you do? Well, you go to Siberia, who, who cares? And so, um, I went out and just kind of sort of accidentally met people and, um, had all sorts of wild experiences. And it was one of the most prolific songwriting periods in my life I think I wrote most of what was our first record during you know a couple of months um, out there and then I came back to New York and and sort of got the first versions of the band together and recorded and and the response was pretty unbelievable we were I was very surprised because it was more just a personal project at the time and uh, so uh, what what's your overall opinion of like uh, the music industry today as far as like for bands and everything like that? I think it's it's interesting. You know, they've talked about how at least uh, in the in the good old days, as they call them, there was this sort of pipeline and there was a very, very um, select number of what, what I guess you could call kingmakers. And they decided whether you got to record in a recording studio or not. And. To a certain extent, that made it very undemocratic. It was a sort of tyrannical system. And now it's the exact opposite, which is that there's no filter on what people can put out into the universe and record. So there's been, I think, a devaluation of, of recorded and performed music because everybody is doing it. At the same time, it's pretty amazing 
that everybody has the opportunity to do so. So I, I, I'm, I'm ha- I guess I'm cautious to criticize overly the role that the internet and you know the ability to do everything and tour you know without I guess having to have gigs with guarantees and things like that. Um, I guess there are a lot of things going on that make it really hard to be a professional touring rock musician um, that weren't that maybe were different kinds of obstacles in the past. So it's a mixed bag. And uh, so what what is like uh, your biggest uh, goal, some of your biggest goals with uh, Balto in the future? We'd love to be able to make records and tour and have that be our lives. You know, that's really the ultimate goal is just um, is to be able to make great music and and bring it to people and uh and have that and have nothing else really detract or distract from that i think that's maybe the most important goal we have and uh, are there any other projects you think you'll be working on in the future or kinds of music you want to play i play i play bass in a uh in another band which is doing really well um it's a friend's project and um it's pretty awesome to not be running everything. Um, and beyond that, I'm totally open to the idea of touring with another band as a guitarist. I think, um, that would be really, really awesome and in line with what I want to do with my, uh, with my life anyways. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, any final thoughts or things you'd like to say you want to like, uh, plug your website or final thoughts? Yeah. I mean, if, if you guys, uh, if anybody who's listening to this wants to, have us play in their town on tour they should uh, message us on their on our facebook facebook slash balto america generally all various uh websites are somehow attached to balto america so just search for them and you'll find us on all of those different platforms um otherwise thanks for listening and uh i hope to see you guys out on the road in the future all right well that's it for this episode of bsing with sean k uh Yeah, so uh, thanks again for coming on, Dan. Thanks, Sean. And, uh, yeah, so I should be interviewing more people soon. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned.